Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Thursday. I actually got it right today, Nick. It's Thursday. There you go. Yesterday was Wednesday. This is a Thursday edition. That is a correct statement. <laughs> it's a Thursday edition of the Sports Mix brought to you by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us again on this Thursday as we're one day away from high school football second round of the playoffs in the Mountain State as Martinsburg will take on Spring Valley in the quarterfinals. That game's a 7.30 kick, 6.30 pregame show. We'll have another hour and a half edition of the Sports Mix tomorrow from 12 to 1.30. And 5 to 6.30, we'll have Matt Miller on to begin the show. Then we'll have uh, Spring Valley play-by-play man Matt Perry on right after that around 12.30-ish, give or take a few minutes. Uh, Then we'll hear a little bit from head coach of the we'll hear all from not a little bit we'll hear the whole interview from jefferson cougars head coach craig hunter as they prepare to take on number three bridgeport and i'm trying to try to book another guest uh i'm trying to book cabell midland play-by-play guy talk about that matchup so we'll have all the matchups covered as we're gonna have andrew rogers on again tomorrow to talk number one huntington as they face number nine george washington yeah, it should be a good show. Um, you know, get those insights. I, I think last week it went really well to hear from a lot of different people, and to get some new people on this week will be interesting as well. And like you said, kind of cover all the matchups going on around the Mountain State. So, uh, you know, it's a good week of high school football, and should be another good week of the show, or good Friday for the show at least. You excited to do color again tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, it, it should be a really good game. You know, Spring Valley obviously has beaten Martinsburg the past two times. Um, so they have confidence heading in. But they have not beat him in the postseason. They have never beaten Martinsburg in the postseason. There you go. Correct statement. So it's, you know, a different challenge, which I think is what Coach Dingus was talking to me about yesterday when I had the chance to interview him. So get the kind of the Martinsburg perspective today from uh, Coach uh, Sherman. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's an exciting uh, week, and obviously, you know, it's playoffs. So, winner go home mentality for both these teams. Playoffs? We're actually talking about playoffs now. <laughs> Jamor is not, but. <laughs> Jamor just got uh, signed. Jamor Jr., not Jamor Sr. Oh, yeah, you're right. There you go. Uh, but those matchups again, number six, Jefferson will be at number three, Bridgeport. That's a Saturday at 1 30 game. Uh, they're traveling up to Bridgeport, down to Bridgeport tomorrow afternoon. Stay so right, at overnight. No, it's down. No, Bridgeport, it might be up in a cross. It's over past Morgantown. Well, if you... No, it's down. Whatever. Look at the map. To Bridgeport. They're traveling to Bridgeport. How about that? Let's just say that. Uh, That's the easiest way to put it. There, that should be a good one. We'll have a good one tomorrow night. Don't touch me, Colin. <laughs> what? I want, I want the packet. I'm figuring this out. <laughs> We've had a fun day today going over a bunch of stuff from Nick's WVSSAC. It's not my packet. I didn't packet. invent it. No, but it's your packet you got for uh, calling the game last week. Yeah, it's what we paid for. There you go. That game again for our game, 730 tomorrow. A 630 pregame will be on Talk Radio WRNR 106. <laughs> Might need a magnifying glass from this. I'm going to say it's more across <laughs> than up or down. 
What, what do you think? There, there's Bridgeport. There's Bridgeport. And then, obviously, you know Jefferson County. I think I do. If you don't... Yeah, it's... it's eh. I'd go with the cross. It's like that direction. Okay, yeah, I'd go Let's just say across and lesson. make it We're a tie. We're having geography lessons on today's edition of the Sports Mix. I was not a Golden Horseshoe winner. You guys aren't from the state, so you're not Golden what Horseshoe winners. What are you winners. talking about? I don't know exactly. What that means. All right, it's well, West Virginia history lessons. We will have geography. the Martinsburg Spring Valley game, six thirty pregame, seven thirty kickoff, right here on Talk Radio WRNR one hundred six point five FM AM seven forty, streaming on our app and on WRNR TV on YouTube. We'll not have it on TV ten again as well. We'll have that same thing that Colin put up last week again. <laughs> Should I say the name that I titled it or no? No, don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> Did you ever get that off? I think. I, don't I, saw I don't know. If not, it's just a reminder for this week. I mean, it, it still reiterates. It just says Martinsburg playoff football. It doesn't there say the go. exact there date. So, yeah. It All works. right. We're well, fine. We'll still not useful. be on TV 10 again, and uh, we'll have that game on WRNR TV on YouTube. Should be a good one. Let's transition a little bit. Let's talk a little Shepherd football. You caught up with uh, two – people yesterday head coach ernie mccook and redshirt freshman wide receiver ryan beach who's having a has had a whale of a season yeah i mean beach has been great for the rams all year hadn't had a chance to uh, talk to him yet so we wanted to make sure to do that heading into this playoffs and you know, he's really excited to get that opportunity to show himself on, on a bigger stage and of course definitely you know, has that winning men- mentality yeah, i mean that's why he wanted to come to shepherd so you know he's getting that opportunity to learn from some of those veteran guys on this team about the playoffs and stuff like that and you know coach mccook it, it's pretty much the same old same old from him in terms of you know they have the same mindset of hey we gotta win this football game but now it's the playoffs so they know they are in a win and go home uh situation but you know he, he's very relaxed you know that's kind of how coach mccook handles it um but obviously you know he knows that this is a, is a much bigger challenge than they faced over the past few weeks because they faced you know some down teams in the PSAC, so it will be a good football game on Saturday. And uh, you know Finley, a very balanced attack, and a lot of good stuff from Coach McCook yesterday. So we'll kind of catch up with him again, or you'll hear it on Saturday and uh, hear from Ryan Beach. That will be on. I believe it will be on both. It'll be on TV 10 as well. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be broken up very differently on YouTube than we have in the past. We'll have our pregame show with Nick and Travis. That'll be its own entity on YouTube. And then the first half will be its own entity on YouTube. And then halftime as well will be its own entity. And the second, third and fourth quarters will be its own entity. And then the postgame show will be its own entity. And that's because... The we should probably be commercial free. Make some sort of graphic, I feel like, for that too. Like then we can put at the end of the video, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah. Like part two is in I know Mike just <laughs> put on Facebook. Yeah. It's because right. it's gonna be a commercial free thing. Uh NCAA was kind enough to I'll I'll probably just remind everybody feed, on the so. while we're doing the game. I don't think it should make it change streams like i don't think people are going to have to exit out and re-click i feel like it i should. feel like they will they have, I don't know. it's the way it has to be done okay because i gotta send the ncaa the game okay so yeah there'll be uh, approximately five different streams of varying lengths it'll be the shepherd football pregame show the shepherd football postgame show the shepherd football halftime show and then uh quarters one and two and three and four yeah but on TV 10, if you're watching, it'll be uninterrupted. Right. 
you don't have to worry about that if you're watching it on TV 10. Or if you're there at the game, obviously, you don't have to worry about it. But well, if you're there at the game, then you're not worried about our streams. Exactly. There you go. I was going to go back to, uh, since we were talking about Ryan Beach, give him a uh, shout-out for the PSAC honor, unless you're okay. Okay. We were talking about him. We haven't gotten there yet, Colin. But yesterday, we were getting there, so yes, I thought we were there. Yesterday, it was a good transition, Colin. Exactly. I let you take it. Yesterday, right after we left practice, actually, we were heading over to the Butcher Center for the uh, women's basketball game, which we'll talk about along the way. <laughs> uh, we got an email from Chip Ransom, the SID. Uh, Twelve members of the Shepherd University football team gained all PSAC East honors, as announced by the league office yesterday. Additionally, junior quarterback Tyson Bajant was named PSAC East Offensive Player of the Year, and redshirt freshman wide receiver Ryan Beach was named PSAC East Rookie of the Year. There you go. So we're there. We're there. Awesome. You got it. You, I'm happy. You want to talk about that, Nick, a little bit? Honestly, Aww. I didn't hear what you heard said. <laughs> we were talking because about the honors. I was focused on something else. Okay, uh, well... <laughs> the PSAC honors. Yeah. Tyson Bajant named PSAC East Offensive Athlete of the Year and redshirt freshman wide receiver Ryan Beach named PSAC East Rookie of the Year. I mean, that is expected. So, you know, congratulations to those guys. Uh, two great seasons. Bajant, again, he'll be up for numerous rewards, and Ryan Beach will probably be up for a few as well. Uh, you know, but Beach leads the Shepherd receivers in receiving 70 catches, 939 yards, 13 touchdowns. He averages 85.4 yards per game. Yeah, I mean, and he's been really good for them all season. Had a few games where he kind of dropped off a little bit toward the middle of the year, but really picked it up again over the past few weeks. So, you know, he's been their number one guy, uh, and you know, very nice. Uh, I don't want to say surprise because a lot of people knew he had talent, but I think how well he's played might be a surprise with all the weapons they have and everything like that. I was about to say, I'd still consider it a surprise since he obviously had to come to the scene being a redshirt freshman, so there's still going to be plenty of years left for him at Shepherd University if he uh, chooses to stay. I mean, if he's talented enough, you never know if he tries to transfer or not. Hopefully not, because obviously Shepherd and our coverage wants to see him as much as possible. Well, I would say with his size, he probably will stay at Shepard. That's probably why he is yeah. only a D2 football player because he's just not very big. But he, he's a great football player for what he's going to do with the Rams, which probably you know not many places are better option for, for a guy to play Division two. I would tend to agree with that. I hadn't really realized his height until him standing next to you yesterday yeah i mean he's listed honest. at five six but i'm not certain if he's even five six but i mean a really great still, football player so. still a speedy guy I say, still very dominated guy each and every one of us i mean almost a thousand yards in 11 games i so. hope every player on shepherd would dominate us colin even if you put like all three of us together he'd still probably win yeah all right well uh sophomore running back ronnie brown uh, junior offensive tackle Joey Fisher, graduate student offensive tackle Eric Ostro, graduate student offensive guard Cole Weaver, graduate student tight end Alec Wetzel, graduate student return specialist Josh Gonteric, graduate student defensive lineman Juwan Addison, senior linebacker Chris Lane, and graduate student defensive back Ponce De Leon join Bajan and Beach as first team selections. So, obviously, Shepard. They had a few. I had a few. <laughs> and you noticed a lot of them on there, graduate student. Yeah, and, and that's been a big advantage for the Rams 
all season, having that veteran leadership, having that experience, even with the year off. You know, Ryan talked about it too in the interview, how that year helped them prepare a lot for this season because all they did was practice. That's all they could do. So, uh, it, you know, it made them better, I think, as a team and, and helped build that chemistry. Now, every, obviously, a lot of teams got to do that as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think it was really beneficial for the Rams. Gonterrick named second team all wide receiver in in the PSAC Eastern Division. Uh, Ricky Robinson, graduate defensive lineman, second team defense. Uh, just going down the list here. Um, that's it for. I mean, you, you had 12 guys or 14 guys on the first team, and you had two guys on the second team. So that's 16 guys. Yeah. And all deserving players. Any all good. thoughts over there, Colin? No. No thoughts? All right. Well, we're going to take our first break of the day. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. When we come back, we'll talk a little Shepherd basketball. We called, Nick and I called Shepherd women's basketball, and Shepherd men's basketball also got a win last night. That's next on the Sports Mix. You won't find too many red lights. It ain't anywhere close to an exit sign. You'll hear us when we cross the county line. Fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Come ride with us and now ride more easily. Tired of hunting for the right change to get on the bus? Now you can use your smartphone to pay for all your trips when you ride with EPTA and get 50% off your first purchase. Text the word TOKEN, T-O-K-E-N, to 41411 for the download link and download the new TOKEN Transit app, which is available in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. Text TOKEN to 41411 and put the new TOKEN Transit app to work for you when you ride with us. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Since 1877, Farmers and Mechanics Insurance companies have proudly supported our local community. Farmers and Mechanics has the insurance products to meet your needs, including home, auto, farm, dwelling fire, business owners, and umbrella coverage. Please contact your local independent agency for a review of your insurance needs and ask for a policy from the company that knows you best. Farmers and Mechanics Insurance companies just off Edwin Miller Boulevard on Administrative Drive in Martinsburg, FMIWV.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us as 
talk a little Shepherd basketball, both men's and women's. And last night, Shepherd women's basketball, we were on hand last night, had the call WRNR TV on YouTube and on TV 10. And Marley McLaughlin got off to a hot start for Shepherd as she had put in, what was it, six, four, four threes, I think? Four threes in the first half and at 17 points in halftime. Here's one. To Shipley. Shipley now over to McLaughlin from three. That one's in. McLaughlin's got five points now for Shepard as they take the lead. Five to four with 550 left in the first quarter. So she had the first five points for Shepard, but Shepard runs away with that one, really. Uh, Sloppy third quarter, but they were able to get back on track and keep everything up as a huge first half led to the victory over Bowie State. 76-56 or 74-56. Uh, Marley McLaughlin, game high, 22 points. Uh, graduate student forward Sydney Clayton added 19 points, 11 rebounds. She was your player of the game with a double double. And, and the no only, turnovers. Uh, yeah, the only uh, main contributor to not commit a turnover for the Rams. So that was an issue. But other than that, I mean, it was a really solid performance by Shepard. They also forced a lot of turnovers on the Bowie State side as well. And their defense, especially in the first half, was really good. Uh, Bowie State cleaned it up in the second half, but still, uh, it was just too little too late. The Rams were able to pull away and, and dominate that game pretty much from start to finish in terms of having the lead. And, uh, you know, a really good game for Shepard, but still some things I think they need to clean up. And they'll look back on the film and be like, hey, we missed a lot of plays out there, even though we still won this game. So maybe, you know, against the. Uh, or against a team that's able to play closer with us, yeah, you know, it, it could certainly go the other way. Well, and when you look at it, junior guard Abby Beeman, who had led the way in the first two games, just completely dominated. She only had 10 points, but she had 12 assists, 8 rebounds, but not having to score that many points, and they were still able to win by a big margin. Yeah, she struggled at times, too. Seven turnovers for her, um, but she did do some good things on the offensive end in terms of setting up her teammates, but I feel like she could have been more aggressive at times. And that kind of unselfishness led to a lot of her turnovers. So maybe something for her to build on. But overall, you know, if you're getting good contributions from McLaughlin and Clayton, you might not need Beeman to go off like she had the first two games of the season. So to show that balance, I think, in their offense is important because you can't, it's hard to win if a player's averaging 24 every single game because obviously that's, you know, hard for her to do that consistently night in and night out so you're going to need other players to step up and if she's the only one scoring then uh you know it's gonna be tough to win yeah it shows depth in the team and that's what you want obviously you can't as nick just said rely on one person for the whole season i mean obviously you'd love it if she could but as we saw last night reality hits it's gonna be i guess points wise sometimes a struggle i mean she still did what she needed to do as a point guard, had 12 assists, almost uh, triple-double. She was two rebounds away. So I still would grade it as a uh, pretty good night for Abby Beeman and overall a uh, good night for Shepard. They got the win almost by 20 points. They just struggled when it came to turnovers, but I liked seeing, even though it doesn't seem like they really dominate when it comes to height, they still dominated when it came to the boards and had 31 defensive rebounds, nine on offense for a total of 40. So they out rebounded and made it count 
by uh, going back down the court and scoring. Yeah, definitely. Shepard definitely improved shooting-wise, 52.6% from the field, uh, 31.6% from beyond the arc. That's a little bit of improvement. I think it was like 29% over the first two games. So it just continued improvement over the season. Then you're going to get better as each and every game goes by. Yeah, I mean, starting off 3-0, and so a great, obviously, start to the season, basically perfect. But... Play-wise, you still have some things that you need to fix and continue to climb. It should be a fun season following these uh, women's basketball for Shepard, and I'm excited for the next time we get to see them. The next time we get to see them will be December 3rd, 5.30 tip-off, 5 p.m. pregame show. It's part of a men's and women's doubleheader there at the Butcher Athletic Center as they both teams face off as their, against for their first PSAC contest of the season against Gannon. And the men's game will be about 30 minutes, I believe, after that women's game. But the Ram, the Lady Rams return to action on Saturday. They travel to Lincoln, and I believe Lincoln so far on the season is – they're 2-1 and one on the season. That's what we looked up earlier, right, Nick? Yeah. It'll definitely be a tough contest for them going up there to Lincoln. That's a 2 p.m. contest on Saturday. Obviously, we will not have that game. Uh, But transitioning over to Shepard Men's, they uh, start off the season 2-0 as well. Sophomore guard Daniel McLean Corley had a game-high 20 points. Senior forward Kyle Daggett added 17 points. Shepard got the victory 76-64 over Frostburg State. Uh, That was at Frostburg last night. McCain Corley connected 4-11 from the field with a 2-3 from beyond the arc, and it went 10-12 for from the free throw line. And I believe uh, it's John Sutton, right, that had the double-double? Is that his last name? I'm trying to remember. John Preston? Preston. Preston. Yeah, John Preston. Sorry. Double-double, 12 points, game-high 10 rebounds. Freshman guard Jared Robinson tied Preston for a game high of rebounds with 10. Senior guard Cam Stevens added 11 points. That's a Muscleman grad and a game high four assists. Um, the game featured 20 lead changes and 10 ties. It's got to be an exciting game. Yeah, I know it was uh, pretty back and forth when I was following along in the uh, first half when I was here in studio. I remember the uh, time I checked, they were knotted up at 27 apiece, but over in uh, Old Conferenceville, obviously, Frostburg State not in the uh, PSAC due to them not being in Pennsylvania. Shepard's the only team that is not from Pennsylvania in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. But it's great to see them pick up a victory on the road and uh, bounce back, I believe, from a loss. I thought they were 2-1. and one. Are they 2-0? and oh? I don't know. Let me look. I just... I think it, I think they I have think, a loss. I think they are two and one. I just read it differently. They are two and one. They lost in overtime to Fayetteville State at home in the Davis Dave Russell Conference Challenge. Okay. Uh, they also they also they beat Bowie State in overtime's eighty eight eighty one game. So that was their their first win of the season. That was on Saturday. So they played two overtime games so far. One one lost one, but played two overtime games. Your first two games of the season. That's kind of odd. You know. And what are the odds of that? I don't know. I don't know either. But before we hit the break here, let's transition. Talk a little bit more uh, Shepherd action. Shepherd volleyball still ranked second in the region poll in the Atlantic region for 
the November 17th rankings. That's games through the 14th. Wheeling stays on top 24 and 5 overall record, 22 and 2 in the region. Shepard 23 and 3 and 21 and 3 in the region. They're back in action on Friday. They travel to East Stroudsburg to face Gannon in the semifinals of the PSAC tournament. And who could they face in the finals? P- uh, East Stroudsburg or Gannon, maybe? No, Gannon no? is who they play in the semifinal. I don't remember who the other match is, but this uh, match, I'll talk while uh, if you can pull it up. I know it's on the uh, Shepherd Athletic website, guys. But um, the match against Gannon is a big one because, as you just said, rankings-wise, Gannon is the... Uh, team directly behind Shepard in the region and obviously you want to play for the conference championship it'd be back-to-back days if you do so so it's at a neutral site but yet you are the favorite going into it hopefully uh they can still be able to pick up the win and uh play for that championship on Saturday and we'll follow along with that during the uh, football game yeah, that will be on Friday. The other game is Clarion versus East Stroudsburg. So it's a home game for East Stroudsburg. Yep. 5 p.m., I believe, is the tip-off for Shepard tomorrow, correct? Yes. 7.30 for uh, East Stroudsburg versus Clarion. Clarion, okay. Wait, this may be the... No, it's weird the way they have it labeled. Um, yeah, so that, those are the semifinal games tomorrow, and I'm trying to figure out when, what time the game would be on Saturday. They don't have it on the schedule, so it's interesting. Uh, but we saw them last night after the game. They're getting into the Butcher Center and practicing. Yeah, getting ready for uh, a big stretch here to end the season. Yeah, definitely, and their season, even if they lose tomorrow, their season won't end. Being ranked second in the region poll, even if they drop a little bit, they'll still make the uh, region champ or the region what do they call it? The region, the region, still say tournament, the yeah. regionals for the NCAA division two. Um, that that's it for this segment segment sponsored in part by Orsini's home store, not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living family owned and operated located at three sixty hack Wilson way in Martinsburg. We come back. We'll talk a little, uh, little college college hoops action. We'll talk a little West Virginia, a little Marshall. Both teams play tonight. Uh, and more, maybe some top 25 college hoops action. That's next on the Sports Mix. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. When you're looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old world jewelers for a new age. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident or fire. 
Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The excitement of the West Virginia High School football playoffs continues for round two. He's went down, kick is blocked, it's blocked, and it's taken right out of the air. Racing down the near side is Cam Shallis with blockers. He's to the 40, to the Jefferson 30 and 20. He's to the 10, and Shallis is going to return it all the way. The number seven Spring Valley Timberwolves travel to Coburn Field to take on the number two Martinsburg Bulldogs. Kickoff at 7.30 with pregame at 6.30 right here on Talk Radio WRNR and WRNR TV on YouTube. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Where's those boys got the counter? I get 55 to the gallon. Hey, listen to a new school. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Queenick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Uh, talk a little college basketball action now, as fortunately we won't have the game tonight uh, for men's basketball, but they're down in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, that uh, they'll play. They're playing Elon tonight, and then West Virginia men's basketball. You never specify. You're right. I did never specify. <laughs> then tomorrow they'll play either Ole Miss or Marquette, and then Sunday they'll play either Saint Bonaventure, Temple, Boise State, or Clemson. Uh, depending on that game, we may have that game. If it's if it's a four or five p.m. tip, we may have that game. I do not know the time of that though. Uh, but then Monday we'll have the Bob Huggins show. Um, and then we'll have obviously West Virginia Mountaineers football, but here's the, uh, Mountaineer report for today from the Mountaineer sports network from Learfield. The Mountaineers ready to tip it off at the Charleston Classic. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. Kroger knows this year the holidays are doubly important, so make your celebrations doubly special with fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and Simple Truth organic Brussels sprouts. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain restrictions Wait, stop it legal. We've got even more special holiday food. It's like delicious king crab legs, private selection gourmet potatoes, or cave-aged Murray's cheese and fresh-baked La Brea bread. <sighs> Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, legal. You're up. Double special this. Void where prohibited. Certain restrictions may apply. Shop for participating stores for more details. 42 million Americans struggle with hunger, yet 35% of the food in this country is wasted. Those aren't just numbers. They're our neighbors. Your daughter's friend from school. The family of four next door. The Kroger Company Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation is committed to making fresh food accessible to all by ensuring it never goes to waste. Together, we can help end hunger. Learn more at zerohungerzerowastefoundation.org. The Mountaineer basketball
football team returning to action tonight, and I mean tonight, a 9 p.m. tip as West Virginia looks to go to 3-0 and on the season as they take on the Phoenix of Elon. It is the opening game for the Mountaineers in the Charleston Classic. This event will have games played today, tomorrow, off day Saturday, and then the final games will be played on Sunday. So West Virginia enters in with the 2-0 and record and three Mountaineers currently averaging double figures. Taz Sherman leading the way just a little bit under 18 points per game. Jalen Bridges nearly 13 points per contest and Sean McNeil right at 11 points per game. After that, newcomer Malik Curry next on the list at number four overall. He's averaging six points per game. This Mountaineer team defensively so far has forced 57 turnovers in its first two games while holding opposing teams to 20% shooting from behind the three-point line. As for Elon, so far, they've got a record of 2-1. and one. They lost at Florida by a score of 74-61 to and then had two easy games defeating Randall College 107-62 and Bluefield by a score of 89-72. They've got balanced scoring five players currently averaging in double figures. Zach Irvin leads the way. He's hitting for 16 points per game. This team can hit the three, shooting 42% from behind the three-point line. Tip-off tonight scheduled for nine. It may be a little bit later. Our pregame coverage will begin, though, at 8 p.m. That is today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thanks, Tony, for that. We'll have to get Tony Caridi, Colin's friend, Colin's buddy, back on the show at some point to talk Mountaineer basketball, probably before they go into conference play. You like that? You guys like that idea? I like the idea. We just got to make it come true. Yeah, we just got to make it come true. And uh, like he said, the Mountaineers are 2-0 and on the season so far with that uh, – win over Oakland and then that big win in the backyard brawl 74-59 last Friday night at the Coliseum so tonight they'll play a 9 p.m. tip we won't have that game because Westwood One's coverage for Thursday night football starts at 8 p.m. but we will have the Neil Brown coaches show from 6 to 8 p.m. and we won't have the game tomorrow night either because of high school football and then Sunday if it's an afternoon game I may be able to come in here and uh put it on i don't know it just depends on sunday you'll have washington yeah but if it's like a 4 or 5 p.m game we can throw it on for two hours That's true yeah uh but then next they play they have the week off next week really they're not really the week off they'll practice a little bit but then they'll get back on the court at home friday the 26th against eastern kentucky we will maybe have that game depends on if martinsburg's playing on a friday or saturday um or if they are at all yeah that's true. They better. Well, they, I hope they're playing. Everybody on the Facebook comments definitely hopes they're playing as well. Uh, but then we'll have the game. Not everybody. Somebody said good Timberwolves. Oh, you're right. Uh, but they're playing Bellarmine, wrong. Bellarmine on the 30th to close out the month uh, at home at 7 p.m. So I believe it's a 6 p.m. game or pregame show. We should have that one. I haven't looked at the schedule yet that far, but we should have that one. Uh, Mountaineers look to have a good season this year. I hope so. It should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to, uh, obviously, the top dog uh, when it comes to basketball in the Big 12. Kansas is always a fun uh, 
team to watch family wise it's always a team uh or a game that my family likes to watch as well because my mom went to kansas so looking forward to that and also looking forward to texas they're a top 10 team this year as well but big 12 basketball is the best in my opinion in the nation i mean some might argue either acc or big 10 but i feel like that big 12 you never know who's going to win on any given night yeah definitely let's transition talk a little marshall basketball they are two and on the season as well but they should be one and oh i think i don't know how they why they count an naia school as a win in their thing it should be an exhibition game because it wasn't i mean they won 80 to 58 on uh monday night against milligan i believe they're out of tennessee and then they won their opening night game versus wright state 96 to 88 how's a good win for the herd yeah wright state's a solid team uh but obviously like that last game didn't really count in terms of what are you going to really take away from it so the herd are off to a good start um tonight though tonight should be a real challenge they have campbell tonight at home at the henderson center campbell the campbell like chicken noodle soup 7 p.m game that's on espn plus uh campbell lost to a lost to duke by 11 at the duke veterans day weekend showcase They've had a good team, sixty-seven fifty-six. So they've been in the tournament yeah. before, I believe. So uh, did they make it last year or no? I don't know. I remember them being like a sixteen seed or something. Not too can't remember. If they it went was last seventeen year, and ten yeah. last year, and they lost in the Big South, at least the semifinal. Since uh, Nick mentioned the tournament, I was just going to quickly add. I saw breaking news net yesterday for I saw women's basketball. Shared that I think on Facebook. Yep, women's basketball now going to the same as men's basketball, and we'll have sixty-eight teams in it. So they'll have the play-in games as well. And I just wanted to know uh, your guys' thoughts. Do you like the play-in games, or do you think it should stay with sixty-four? Uh, it's fine. I mean, I think they should play on a level playing field as the men. Like I don't like if the men have sixty eight, why don't the women have sixty eight? I don't get that. Like, I'm not. If you're gonna, that. I'm just you know saying. saying like, general, if you're gonna, like, do you if you're like have one games? I kind of like on the playing side. games, but I kind of don't because those are auto bid teams from the small conferences usually. Yeah. So like, if you just so luck out to get into the the play in games, then you only you don't really make the tournament. Those aren't really tournament games. Exactly. That's what my thought is. So either you both you go with both of them for both of them, or you just eliminate the playing games altogether. Because the thing that sucks is they're they're auto bids. I'm pretty sure they're auto bids from small conferences. Uh, I believe the 16 seeds typically are. Yeah, yeah usually but, there's I mean, like sometimes 11 you got the random 11. 11 one. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, they're they're fine. Like I don't have like a strong opinion. Get rid of the uh, the uh, play-ins or keep them. I mean, they're fine. I don't know if you guys have seen what's going on in the NCAA. Uh, they're trying to obviously change a lot of stuff because of what they did with the uh, being able to make money off your image and likeness. Now I'm trying to find this article. Um, where is it? I can't. I can't find it now. Okay, the NCAA says athletes pushed for use of student athlete in the Constitution. I guess they're trying to redo the Constitution for the NCAA. Um, and they're getting a lot of like slack for it because not only do the 
these student athletes want to be labeled as student athletes, but it's just a huge thing altogether because of uh, them redoing the Constitution, and I believe they're giving the college football rights to the conferences, I think is what the big part is. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I have not seen that, and if you can, what what do you, I guess, more detail into that or I'm not? trying to find the exact article. I just figured we'd talk about it now if we're talking about what we're talking about. We're talking about what we're talking. If we're talking about the NCAA just a little bit. Um, but now I can't find the exact. I should have saved the link that I was looking for. Um, but they're they're trying. I can't remember what they're trying to do exactly. Okay, here it is. This is from CBS Sports. With NCAA Constitution changing, will powerful college football teams effort to formally divide from the FBS? So that's a big question right now is, you know, everything is public versus private, power five, group of five, and then SEC versus the world. So um, it, it could be a huge thing coming down where, like, the, the top football conferences split away from the NCAA. Like football wise, they just kind of move football in the. In I the hope FBS. that doesn't happen because ultimately the NCAA would probably get salty and all the other uh, sports would have to leave as well, and then you'd never see a uh, March Madness. You'd never see any uh, non-power five, so to say, right now get to compete against, as you said, the SEC powerhouses or. Heck, it might even leave out teams like West Virginia ever getting to play a team like Alabama or something like that. I don't know. I mean, football and the other sports are kind of on two different levels in terms of what they can and cannot do. I feel like football kind of can do whatever it wants. Um, so if they wanted to split away, they could. But I feel like you got to keep basketball and even, or even basketball and all the other Olympic sports together. But I don't. I don't know. I get confused by But I don't think it would if something like that happened. It's not going to happen. I don't think the NCAA would be like, yeah, you can leave for football, you know, the thing that actually makes us money, but we'll be okay with keeping the rest of your stuff. I mean, how can they just leave? Exactly. Like, that doesn't really make sense, so I don't know. I just saw that the other day, and I thought it was Would you just become independent? But that's still part of the NCAA, so I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I think they're just pushing because... They want to be their own because the NCAA is just know. kind of screwing them over, I, I guess, is what is going I mean, on. The NCAA is always screwed people Look, over. at the end of the day. Except right? for us with the free, so let's keep it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like you, NCAA. Sorry. Um, I mean, like, somebody's got to be in control, right? So, yeah. like, somebody's going to take the blame for everything, and... You can't just, like, if it's not the NCAA, then it's going to be the SEC that's the blame, or the ACC. So it's like, you know, somebody's got to be in that position of power, and I don't know. I just don't see how they could split out of the NCAA, and if they did, how would that really benefit them? They'd just be playing the same schools all the time. You're right, and uh, I have some other news. This is three hours ago published online um, from Pasadena Now. I don't know how much I take to account of this, but according to... Okay, I need to find the actual article. Let me find it real quick. Um, The NCAA will meet next month to talk about expansion of the college football playoffs. That would start in 2024. 
We had heard about this a little while ago that Why they were they were talking about it, but the college football is currently considering expanding to an eight or twelve playoff game series. So far, one of the sticking points has been the traditional two p.m. New Year's Day Rose Bowl game start time. I don't know what that's. I guess that's why it's on Pasadena now. I am like the only person that's kind of against expansion of the college football playoff because we've already seen all those games in the regular season. So it's like you get in and it's like you've already lost to Alabama. Why do you need to lose to them by 56 again? Like, I don't need to see that again. You are right. But now the thing is, if they expand it, do they do they still screw over those teams that like UCF was a few years ago and like Cincinnati? Is UCF really going to win, though? Like, <laughs> you never know. That's why you got to give them the Alabama chance. wins it every year anyway. That's not true. <laughs> Pretty much. It's not true, Nick. 98% of the time they're winning it. It does seem like at least 98, but I mean, th- this year they've already lost to a team like Texas A&M. They're still going to win when it matters. Will they? Yes. You think they'll beat Georgia? Yes. I don't know. I think Georgia might get the win. I mean, it's an SEC team either way. What's the difference? Well, if Georgia gets the win, Alabama's out of the playoffs. Maybe. You think they'd put a two-loss Alabama in there? I don't know. The We don't know. We're not the committee. <laughs> The committee is the, their it's own. It's true, but I, I, don't, I don't think you can put a two-loss Alabama in. Now, if Alabama beat Georgia and both of them are sitting at one loss, look, I, I feel like probably both of them Georgia's would get in. complained about not getting in as like a five or six after losing the SEC championship to Alabama. It's like that was literally your chance to get in. Yeah. If you just won that game, you're in. So it's like you can't complain about it. You've but already if that's lost their them. only loss, what do you do then? Then they'll be in this year. But I'm saying, like, in the past, they've been, like, a two-loss team, and they're like, oh, we should have got another chance over Michigan or whatever, Michigan State or whatever, because Michigan hasn't made the playoffs. And it's like, I mean, do you really need another chance? Because you just had your chance last week, and you lost. Like, that was your playoff game. So, I don't know. I, I just think expansion makes sense in some ways because it's like you don't really give anybody an opportunity that's not in a Power 5 conference but also, do they really have a shot? Like, I don't know. And, and college football to me is just like, it's the same thing every year pretty much. And there's not a whole lot of good teams. Like, there's like really only two good teams every year. And it's the two teams that make the national championship. Like, most of the playoff games are blowouts. So it's like, why even? Yeah, but the last time a number two team made it to the to the championship was two years, three years ago, three games ago when Clemson made it, and prior to that it was 2017 when Clemson made it again. So yeah, so they just get it wrong. One and but three, I mean, one it's and like three. Bama and Clemson are usually the best three. team. Now Clemson's down this year, so it's Bama and Georgia. Whoever wins the SEC is going to win the national championship. I think that's almost a guarantee at this point. Uh, you're right, I guess. This I, year, yeah. All right, well, we've got to end this segment. We're a little behind. And seemingly, I played Alabama by Leonard. Yeah, sweet home Alabama. Sweet home Alabama, whatever. Segment sponsored in part by Harristown Ford. Revolution, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back. We'll wrap it up. Talk some Wizards and Capitals next on the Sportfest. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford.
For the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. The Shepherd University Rams begin the road to McKinney, Texas this week with a first-round playoff matchup against Finley. Cuts it back inside his own 25, cuts it over the middle. There goes Josh Gonteric across the 40, cross midfield. Gonteric outruns the punter. Gonteric's got room and blockers in front. He cuts back at the 10 and into the end zone. Touchdown, Shepard. Join us this Saturday, November 20th for the matchup between the Rams and the Oilers. Kickoff is scheduled for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 1130 right here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! This is your home for Steelers football. Touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster right to left across the back of the end zone. All season long, Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Missy Matthews bring you pregame interviews, the game itself, plus the Mike Tomlin press conference. Yeah! No one covers the team on game day like the Pittsburgh Steelers radio network. How about that play? Right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM and AM 740. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix brought to you by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Close the show talking a little... Wizards and Capitals, both teams in action last night. You could you could have heard them here both as the Wizards last night at 7 o'clock with the 6.45 pregame show. And unfortunately, their winning streak came to an end. They fell to Charlotte last night, 97-87. And uh, Bradley Beal returned to the lineup after missing two games. He scored, led the way with 24 points and 7 assists for the Wizards, but they were unable to get it done, fall to 10-4 and four on the season. Yeah, and like I said, Vegas knew. They had him as one-point favorites. They won by 10, so. There you go. <laughs> they kind of knew, I guess. They should have him as 10-point favorites. But uh, um, sometimes, you know, when you get that star player back in your lineup, it could throw things off a little bit because guys are used to maybe getting more touches. Uh, and obviously now you're going to defer to Brad a little bit more and let him kind of be the main uh, guy in the offense. So that, that can – mess it up a little bit but obviously i mean it's a long season um 
you know, that win streak was going to end eventually. So on the road in Charlotte after a, a pretty you know tough game against the Pelicans, it, it makes some sense that they uh, came up short. And uh, they'll be on the floor tonight uh, for the second half of a back-to-back. At 7.30, we won't have the game that will be on NBC Sports Washington. Uh, they will be without Spencer Dinwiddie. He does not do back-to-backs right now recovering from his uh, previous injury. Yep, get to play the Miami Heat tonight. And on the other side of things, Capitals started their West Coast swing last night with a 2 nothing victory over the Kings. Ilya Samsonov shut out. Oh, they continued. Had a shutout. Yeah, continued. It was a back-to-back. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they game. But hey, right. I mean, uh, three points in two games, pretty good, and a shutout is even better. All of a yeah. sudden, the show's over. The show's over. We got... We got less than a minute left. All right. Well, the Caps continue their West Coast swing Saturday at San Jose. Uh, 10-15 puck drop, or 10-30 puck drop, 10-30 pregame. We should have that game right here at Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740. Uh, Two goals last night scored by Garnett Hathaway, so good job to him. And that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy. We'll be back tomorrow with another hour and a half edition of the Sports Mix. Have a few guests on. Matt Miller will be on the show as well. So that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.